If you have a 401k, an IRA, or a pension plan, or a savings account, and you've been told that's enough to live on when you retire, you may want to get out your calculator and do some math. You may have been lied to. Millions of people have inadequate plans just because they have trusted someone else to take care of it for them. In this episode of Real Estate Revenue, we're going to go into how that happened and what you can do about it. We're going to give you one possible solution to this problem. Estate Revenue. Hey everybody, welcome to episode one of Real Estate Revenue and uh, we have just moved across the state, moved our home, our business from West Texas to Central Texas. We're now in the Austin area in our secret headquarters in Georgetown and uh, so today I want to talk about a subject that is not going to be easy to hear, but needs to be said, needs to be talked about by everybody. I just saw a couple of uh, episodes of Robert Kiyosaki's radio show where he had some guests on talking about this. And uh, I've been talking about this for a while now. There's a, one or two episodes on my YouTube channel where we talk about your retirement or the lack of retirement plans. It's a serious problem. Trillions of dollars in retirement deficit in the United States and worldwide. So we're going to get into that in this episode and hopefully we can get you a solution to the problem. There is a way out of it. And uh, that's the good news. And the bad news is, let's start with that first. We're going to start with how we got into this mess to begin with and just exactly what the mess is and how bad it is. First of all, let's go over a little background information, the boring stats, the the details on uh, what's going on and how this happened. So the problem is this. Pensions are going broke at an alarming rate. 401ks are not adequate for your retirement even though you've been told they would be. Uh, The problem is you just can't save enough to retire on, and that is probably the key to that part of the problem. 401ks, IRAs, savings accounts are not going to give you a good retirement. They're going to give you a poverty retirement. And uh, unless you've been an excellent saver and you've saved up a couple of million dollars, even then it's not that great. So let's get into this. Here's some of the statistics on this. There are two types of pensions that I have learned about. They actually have names. I didn't realize that the traditional pensions are called defined benefits. That's a benefit that your employer gives you. There are corporate pensions, government pensions, union pensions, and then there are defined contributions, which are 401ks, IRAs, that type of thing. And that's where the employee contributes to the retirement plan and usually the employer matches the contribution up to a certain point. So first let's look at 401ks because I think that's what most people have. Right now in the U.S. there's seven trillion dollars worth of 401k plans. Vanguard It's a financial institution that manages 401k plans. They hold about 1.4 trillion dollars in 401ks. So they did a study. The median 
401k and that's this is going to be the person in the middle age 55 to 65 they only have about $60,000 in their 401ks so what does that mean half the people in these plans have less than 60,000 and people 65 and over actually only have about 50,000 and that's most people not everybody there are some who've done an incredibly good job of saving money in their 401k but couple that with the fact that half the people in the United States have zero retirement we have a problem coming up right now baby boomers are retiring at about 10,000 people per day 50% of baby boomers say they're going to rely on Social Security for their retirement that's only about an average of $1,400 a month and that's not enough to live on that's not enough for me to live on um, and worldwide 2 billion baby boomers that's a lot of people retiring and this is not just a US problem it's a worldwide problem there is about a 14 trillion dollar retirement deficit so that's where we are with 401ks there are so many things about 401ks that people don't realize uh, because because they don't tell you about it first of all taxes investors pay lower taxes real estate investors pay lower much lower taxes usually we don't have to pay very little if any taxes that's why um, Donald Trump did not pay very much in taxes it's because he was a real estate investor he was smart he really invested in real estate and that's what he did for a living and the government has given us for decades incentives to invest in real estate and those are tax incentives but 401k money which is investment because they take that money and they manage it for you but they invest it in stocks it's taxed as ordinary income so it's taxed at a higher rate so you're paying a higher rate for that than you would if you had invested in something else like real estate and but at the same time you're carrying the investment risk so you get the the risk without the benefit on top of that let's talk about the lack of control that you have with your 401k somebody else is investing that money for you they're managing it they can do a horrible job and there's nothing you can do about it they can run your account down to zero and it has happened I know of cases where that's happened or at least one case and your 401k can be cut in half overnight if there's a stock market crash they are going to fee you to death on your 401k they're going to take out fees they're going to charge you fees every chance they get when they invest your money fees are one of the things that will deplete your 401k so if you're like millions of Americans and you have a 401k and you never bother to look at it just want to contribute to it and just trust that it's going to be there when you retire I suggest you go look at it I suggest when you get statements on it or if you want to request statements that you go through it and look at it see what they're charging you make sure that it's where you think it should be it's where it ought to be and keep track of it take a proactive stance on your own retirement it's your money you're responsible for it and they can pretty much pretty much destroy that account for you and there's really not a lot you can do once it's happened and that's uh, unless they've broken the law somewhere that's pretty much all you can do
there's nothing there for you to do. And trust me, with the trillions of dollars, seven trillion dollars in U.S. American 401k plans, that's a huge temptation for the Wall Street people to be taking fees every chance they get, and they will do it. So beware. Now, with that said, some people have done very well with their 401k. Some people have uh, a lot of money in their 401k, but still, I want to urge everyone, take a look at what they're doing with it. Make sure everything is as it should be. And at the same time, compare what you could have done with that money in a different type of investment. And that's what we're going to get to uh, toward the end of this episode. We're going to get to a comparison between 401ks, IRAs, and real estate investing and what that would have done for you if you had that money in a real estate investment. So basically, time bomb. And actually, I have two book recommendations I want to make. One book is written by Andy Tanner, and it is called 401 Chaos. And he does an in-depth study of... 401ks, all the, the, the nasty things that have been happening with 401ks, and uh, it's something you should read if you have one or if you're thinking about having one. And another book called Who Stole My Pension? It's by Robert Kiyosaki and Ted Siddell. Those two have written a book about, about pension plans and how they are going broke, being robbed, and just underfunded incompetence in the management of those funds. So you need to look at those. Even if you think your pension plan is great it's a good chance it's not so pension plans are what we're going to get to next in this discussion so pension plans are a defined benefit the 401k was a defined contribution this is a pensions are defined benefits it's a benefit your employer gives you as part of your employment package so there are corporate pensions and government pensions corporate pensions have disappeared over the years but there still are some out there a lot of people are on corporate pensions, and now what they do is they, they group multiple employers under one pension. 401ks and IRAs, they came about because companies couldn't afford the pensions anymore, and they wanted to loot some of the retirement money, and they figured the best way was to create this 401k plan, and they had got some laws passed. Anyway, that's, that's probably more than you want to know, but corporate pensions are usually, they're going to be like multi-employer pensions. The unions would operate those, some of those. And uh, then we have government pensions like cities and states. Just because it's a government pension, a city plan or a state plan, doesn't mean it's going to be there in five years or ten years. They are horribly mismanaged, underfunded. The people that run pension plans are not competent people usually. There's somebody sitting on the pension board who has no financial experience apparently. And they basically don't know what to do with the money. And it shows because when you have uh, pension plans that are supposed to be earning 7 to 8% and they're only earning 3 or 4 they're not going to last very long. And that's what we're seeing right now is pension plans that are underfunded by half of what they should be. And then the other component to that, a lot of the people that are operating these pension funds are just looting the, the fund because they they can get away with it because it's going to be years down the road before anybody finds out. They have depleted the funds by pocketing some of that money and making it look legal. So your pension funds are not necessarily safe, no matter what kind of promises are given. 
So when a pension fails, it's taken over by the PBGC. That's the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. That's very similar to the FDIC. Now, everyone uh, just assumes that if their pension fails and it gets taken over by the PPGC, that they're okay. But the problem is this. Apparently, the PB, PBGC, when they take over a pension, the first thing they do is they slash the benefits by at least 50%. That's a huge amount. So imagine you're, you're counting on $5,000 a month to live on from your pension, and suddenly it's half of that or less. And I want to give you one example. In the, the book, Who Stole My Pension?, Robert Kiyosaki and Ted Sadell, they cite a person who worked for UPS as a driver for 30 years. He came under the uh, New York State Teamsters Pension Fund. And that fund, and keep in mind, UPS is a Fortune 500 company. That fund failed. They were taken over. The, his benefits were slashed from $5,000 a month to $900 a month. And he couldn't quit working. But the problem is he can't keep working because that UPS job is a hard job. It's hard on your body. You can't keep it up forever. So people past it in their 40s and 50s just don't continue in that job. So he's in a fix, but uh, he took care of it, though. He uh, took measures to uh, invest in, he actually invested in real estate. Here's the other situation with the PG, PBGC. The Government Accountability Office has stated that there is a 99% chance that the PBGC will be insolvent by 2026. So what does that mean? That means your pension plan promised you a pension and you're not going to get it from them. And the PBGC has promised to cover it and they're not going to keep their promise to cover it because they're going to be insolvent. So what do you do? You have to take some measures, and we'll get to that here in just a second. So these multi-employer pensions, there are 130 of them that are failing and are going under PBGC control, and that's as of uh, mid-2020, and this is mid-2021, so that was a year ago. I don't have the current stats on what it is this year, as of this year, but that covers over a million employees. So that's a lot of people that have had their pensions destroyed by mismanagement. So what can you do? First of all, you need to take control of your retirement. You need to be in control of that plan. And you need to have a plan if you plan on retiring. Some people don't want to retire. They really love what they do. Like me, I don't plan to retire. My job doesn't exactly take a toll on my body either. So I can work. I can work till I die and even beyond. I can earn income from the grave from what I do. Uh, and that's real estate investing. So you need to take control of your retirement and get a plan. So let's talk about this. If you save a million dollars, first of all, let's talk about savings. Savings is not something you rely on to retire. When you have a savings account or a 401k or whatever it is, once you retire and the income stops, the cash flow stops, you start drawing out money from your retirement plan, from your savings. Once you start drawing it out, that 
asset starts to deplete, it goes down, you're losing the resource. Now financial planners are going to tell you, take out 3.5% of your savings every year to live on. And you better have over a million dollars or you're not going to have enough to live on. Because if you have a million dollars and you take out 3.5%, that's a little less than $3,000 a month. Less than $3,000 a month. And that's before taxes. If you have not paid taxes on that money, you're going to have to pay taxes on it. So that's going to get you down a lot lower. Probably around 2000 a month or close to is that enough for you to live on would you be happy with that if you're happy with that great but if not i'm certainly not happy with that so why go down that road here's a solution here's an alternative let's say you take the same million dollars you invest a million dollars into a property a commercial real estate income producing property you buy a property that has an eight percent return that's very easy to do. It's doable, 8%, sometimes even higher. And if you buy that property, that is $80,000 a year on that million dollar investment. And I'm not saying save a million and then buy the property. Buy it now with what you have. Um, don't, don't worry about financing it because your tenants are going to pay your loan payment for you. Finance it, get it now, start getting the cash flow today. And that's one thing about real estate. You don't have to wait till, till you retire to get the cash flow. It starts from the minute you take ownership of it when you get that property into positive cash flow. You have that property. If you finance it right, in 15 years, it should be paid off. And every five years, you increase the rent by 10%. That's a normal amount to do on a commercial lease. Raise the rent 10% every five years. Some leases... Uh, do it 2% every year or more, but it depends on the market, but you can do 10% every five years. Now that $80,000 a year after 15 years and raising the rent, it will be a little over a hundred thousand, about $105,000 a year. So you're looking at 8,000, 80, almost $9,000 a month instead of the, the uh, $2,000 a month from your savings account. Now, the thing about the real estate property is you're probably not going to have to be paying taxes on that because the tax breaks that you get with real estate will decrease your tax burden drastically. Thousands of dollars will be saved in taxes. Now, commercial real estate is valued based on the income that it generates. So we're not talking about rental houses here. Rent houses do not do that, and they are, they are not really good investment properties. You need commercial real estate. I'm talking about office buildings, retail, industrial properties, self-storage, apartment complexes. Any apartments, five units or more, is considered commercial, and it's appraised as a commercial property. If you have increased your income from your net operating income from 80000 a year to over 100000 to 105000 you're property value is going to increase accordingly and it's probably going to go up to from that initial million dollars to about 1.3 to 1.6 million somewhere in there so you're not only adding cash flow you're adding equity to your property now imagine if you did that 10 times 10 times over the course of say 30 years 30 years of working and at some point you won't need your job anymore at some point 
uh, your job's going to get in the way of investing in real estate and you'll want to leave your job. Uh, usually after about five years is when that happens. Five years of real estate investing and most people will want to get rid of that job. That is one alternative that you can have to savings. Nobody ever saved their way to prosperity. It just doesn't work. Everything eats away at that money. Taxes, inflation, especially inflation. And another thing, if you have money in the bank like that, trust me, it's very easy, very tempting to start spending it and it can disappear pretty quick. I know I've done that myself and that's one of the reasons I invest in real estate because you, instead of having idle money sitting around, put it to work for you, get it to making cash flow is what makes you wealthy, not savings. Accumulating money does not make you wealthy. Cash flow makes you wealthy. So I have a saying that I like. Everything in real estate investing rises and falls on cash flow. Everything. And that's the one thing that's missing in almost every retirement plan. There's no cash flow to you. You can get cash flow starting now and have it continue for as long as you own the property throughout the rest of your life and beyond if you want. So 401k, a pension plan, they don't pay you cash flow now. They pay you cash flow when your job ends, when you retire from your job. But it's really not the kind of cash flow you want. You want the kind of cash flow that doesn't deplete your resource, doesn't deplete the asset that it's coming from. And that's what real estate does. It's uh, Real estate does not get depleted like that. Real estate is a hard asset and it will never be worth zero. It'll always be worth something. It may go down, it may go up, it'll fluctuate, but it will never be worth zero. And when it does go down, it always comes back up. Eventually, even if your real estate right now is priced high because it's in a bubble, eventually the bubble will burst, the market will crash, real estate will come down, but it'll always go back up to where it was. Eventually, it'll get back up there. Your 401k, on the other hand, when when that crashes, the companies you're invested in in that 401k, they may have gone bankrupt. They may have ceased to exist. And your stock can go to zero. It can disappear. And it did happen in 2008. A lot of people's 401ks were cut in half uh, or even worse. So don't rely on that. Please don't rely on that. Start thinking for yourself. Start uh, looking at your retirement plan and in the next episode we'll get more into what real estate can do to save your retirement plan so thank you for for listening to our first episode of real estate revenue the purpose of this show is to talk about real estate what it can do for you how it can help you how you can get wealthy from real estate. I, I like to have the tagline, no hype, no BS. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that uh, you can get rich with no money down, no credit, no job. That's That kind of stuff doesn't work. There are no money down deals out there. Get them when you can, but get them the right way. The key is to educate yourself on how it's done. And uh, that's what these kind of shows are all about, is having that discussion, helping you get started, helping you through your deals. And uh, hopefully you'll gain some knowledge from this show and from other shows like it. And uh, I'll see you on the next episode. And thank you for being here.